Hello and welcome to your Believing Heart podcast for February 1st, 2023. I'm your host, Mario Eighth. Find me across the internet, all at Mario Eighth. Links to all my socials and every article I'll be discussing, as always, will be in the show notes. This week I'll be talking about unions. Again, Sony's PSVR 2, a bunch of Microsoft news, some E3 disasters, as well as some late-breaking news about games shutting down, and all the stuff I've been doing, like Vampire Survivors or watching The Last of Us. First, let's move on into the news. So I've got a quick update from last week's pod. There's been another update on the video game studio Proletariat. At the end of December, they announced how the workers wanted to start unionizing. Last week, it came out that the union efforts would be halted, and claims were falsely attributed that management was to blame. Turns out the whole situation is a bit messier than that. It seems communication was the big error? The communication workers of America apparently were making it difficult, or sometimes impossible, to find who would be eligible to join the union. So, sorry for calling the CEO a coward last week, as that isn't the whole story and may not be entirely true. Moving on to some Sony news, there's been some reporting that Sony has slashed the amount of PSVR units they're producing, and their expectations for how many they'll sell has been dropping dramatically. This is in response to the low pre-order numbers and general lack of enthusiasm from the gaming audiences. Well, shortly thereafter, Sony denied this claim outright. Well, they denied the part where they will be producing less units, at least. They're still set on producing, I want to say, 2 million. I don't, they didn't outright say they're expecting to sell that many in the first year. I would imagine that that part of the rumor was still a little bit true, but they are still making the same amount of units. Because I still think they're disappointed with the audience enthusiasm, but they claim to be happy with it. And I'm speaking really from my own point of view. I'm not excited for PSVR 2 at all. And I think they probably, I think they, I, I think they're making the smart move by denying it, and they're making the smart move by continuing to make as much as they think they'll be able to sell eventually. But it does seem like once these two million get sold, the next batch is going to be significantly less. I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard to think people are actually too excited for the PSVR two. It is targeting a very niche audience already. VR as a whole is targeting a very niche audience, and PSVR 2 is chopping off so much of that niche and trying to target them as well, and then charging them a boatload of money for really not too many games from the get-go. But they're saying they're, they, they, they were not happy with that news story coming out, they said the leak was wrong, and so who's, who's to believe? All I know, All I can say is, I'm not buying one, and I still am not buying one. But enough about Sony, for now at least. Last week, Microsoft had its first ever Developer Direct, and let's talk about some of the things that they announced there. So the Developer Direct was announced to talk about four games, and it leaked earlier they were going to talk about five games, and that was it. There was five games at this Direct where they had people sitting, the, the developers sitting down and talking about the games coming out within the next six months or so, I think is the general area that these games are coming out. I completely forgot it was going on, so I did not watch it live, and I did not go back and watch it, but I have the IGN recap of everything that was talked about, so Redfall is still a game that's coming out. I feel like I've heard a lot of game journalists and critics talk about Redfall. 
I still have no idea why I should be excited about Redfall, other than the fact that it's coming from Arcane, and a lot of people liked Deathloop, a lot of people liked Prey, and a lot of people liked the Dishonored series. But uh, I didn't like Deathloop that much, and Redfall has been a mess in terms of marketing. It, there doesn't seem to be a clear message. No one fully understands what it is. The the uh, the blurb on IGN says the co-op vampire shooter from Arcane and Bethesda is coming on May second. It shows Arcane's trademark level design that allows players to take on combat situations in multiple way. I said that a little weird, but that's beside the point because what what is this game even? I guess it's a co-op game, so I I probably won't even think about it ever. But, I don't know, people have attributed kind of looks like Left 4 Dead, but then developers said it's not like Left 4 Dead, it's more so like Far Cry 2. But, I don't know, really, really poor messaging on that, I'd still say. The next game they talked about was Minecraft Legends. It's getting an April release date. This one looks pretty neat. It's an RTS game. I've never played any RTS games, but this seems to be Baby's first RTS game, so hey, perfect pickings for me. It looks interesting. It's uh, it's got all the I like the look of Minecraft a lot. I love Minecraft as a game, and it looks a lot like Minecraft. It is a co-op PvP game where there are also enemies that would attack either one of the parties, and you're basically building a fort, you're building armaments, you're building armies, and then you try to go attack the other players. There's I don't I'm not sure how many people can be on a team, but one team tries to take over the other team. And I, what I'm guessing is fairly standard co-op RTS game. It looks interesting. It looks neat. And hey, all of these games are going to be free on Game Pass. So if you've got Game Pass, hey, my is, made as well, may as well try out literally any of these because you're already paying for them. Then they talked about the new Forza. I'm not a car person. I've never been a car person. I never will be a car person. And so Forza just doesn't interest me. They also talked about Elder Scrolls Online, so apparently the first few chapters you can play for free, I think with, I don't know if it's free or with Game Pass. Make uh, Xbox revealed that it's making all 20's previous chapters and DLC free to play for a limited time, so if you've ever, if you're interested in the Elder Scrolls world, which I'm not, uh, they're all free right now if you want to play an MMO. People seem to like Elder Scrolls Online. Go ahead, try it out. It's there. It's free right now. But what really got me going is I was looking on Twitter, and I thought, oh, I completely forgot this thing was going. And then one single trailer circulated the internet, where they shadow dropped. Tango, Tango Gameworks shadow dropped Hi-Fi Rush, a rhythm action platformer game. I could not be more excited when I saw it. I watched this trailer, and I was like, oh my gosh, this looks fantastic. And I'm going to get to it a little bit later in the show, but I am, I'm not going to play it just yet, but ooh, I want to, I want to play this one so bad. It looks, it looks real fun. And I've heard great things about it. Apparently it's only like 10 to 15 hours long, which is the perfect length. Oh, I can't wait to get to it. Anyway, moving on from the developer direct, unfortunately, just yesterday, Xbox did cave and finally announced yet, oh, yesterday? Was that today or yesterday? Today. Uh, yesterday. I wrote that, right? So unfortunately, just yesterday, as of this posting, Xbox did cave and finally announce yet another price hike. I mean, not for me or 
probably for anyone listening, but the Xbox Series X and S will be about 5,000 yen, or about 40 USD, more expensive in Japan starting February 17th. I mean, it almost feels inevitable at this point. Rumors about this thing have been circulating for a while now. And Sony already did raise prices on the PS5 in Japan and other regions just last year. Plus, a few weeks ago, Xbox announced all their games are going to be coming out at $70, if you don't have Game Pass. So, it's... It, and people keep talking about inflation. Do I think it's probably just corporate greed and less inflation? Yeah... But what can I think about it? Corporations got a corporation, and Microsoft thinks the Xbox needs to be raised in prices in certain markets, so they're going to do so. No, no, notably, now Sony did it for a lot of different regions except US. Xbox only did it in Japan. Which is interesting because I feel like the Xbox already has a hard time selling in Japan. You'd think that would be one of the regions you want to try to keep it low on to incentivize people to get it more, but... I don't know what they're doing, and why they didn't raise it anywhere else, I don't know. Maybe that's because it seems no one wants to raise prices here in the U.S. That's They don't want to touch that just yet. They might not want to touch it either, I would guess, that they're just going to make the next iteration of these consoles a little bit more expensive to compensate for the price. But I don't know why they're only doing it for Japan. Maybe that's the only market that they... Maybe all the other markets are too scary for them, and the reason why those sell very little, they want to make a little bit more from them. I don't know, interesting. Interesting that they're... It, it seems obvious that it's going to happen, and it's probably going to keep happening across the board. And last piece of news, IGN reported January 30th that Xbox, Nintendo, and Sony will not be contributing to this year's E3 in June. Xbox has alluded to a third-party conference event around the same time, but as of now, it seems Sony and Nintendo will no longer be adhering to the summer game press conference festivals of yesteryear. So, I mean, to me, E3 has always just been watching the press conferences from my room, along with other media groups like Giant Bomb or Kinda Funny or Waypoint. So I've I've obvious I've never been able to go to an E3. I kind of don't want to go to an E3. And I especially don't want to go to an E3 now, now that it's just going to be third parties. Whatever they even gonna have? Is Activision gonna be there? I feel like Activision left already. EA definitely has left already. So Ubisoft is going to be there? What's the one that's been buying up everything? The Embracer group, I guess, will be there. And then may maybe Indies. If an Indies can get a good strong stronghold in that group, that would be a good sign. That would be my hope, is that the lack of the big three, Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft, is that Indies really get to be showcased more, because I, I, that's just my personal preference for games as of late. I like Indies a lot. And I would hope that they they get the market, but who knows? It's probably just going to be Ubisoft's next Assassin's Creed. It's going to be Embracer's, whatever they've got going on. I don't know. It really seems like another yet another death nail for EA for E3. They just cannot catch a break with the pandemic and the poor management of E3s of the past. And they're trying to start it again. They've collaborated with. Uh, They've collaborated with Reed Pop, which puts on a bunch of different other conventions, including PAX. And it's just hard to see. It's hard to feel excited. What I do hope is that Nintendo and Sony put conferences around that time, maybe in collaboration with the Summer Games Fest, which 
or Summer Game Fest. I think it's a singular game. It's going to be a bummer if Microsoft is the only conference that time of year that I actually care about. But I guess we'll see. June's coming up in only a few months now. Five, I guess. Uh, four and a half, roughly. But yeah, it really, it really seems like there's not too much to get excited about E3 this year. Maybe they should have kept it cancelled. But wait! News broke right before I recorded this. So when I said the last piece of news, then I took a bit of a break. And now I'm back again to talk about Star Wars Jedi Survivor has just been pushed back six weeks to April 28th. This is a bit of a bummer for me. I'm real excited for this game. I like Star Wars a lot. The break that I just mentioned was to watch three episodes of Star Wars The Clone Wars and then I looked at my phone and saw Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was delayed. And now it's even more of a bummer because I'll no longer have time to finish this game before the new Zelda comes out. And Zelda takes top priority and I'm going to put a lot of time into that. And I was hoping, because when it came out, when it was coming out six weeks prior, six weeks is plenty of time to complete the game and then have time to start Zelda. Now, it's two weeks. And I don't have... I It might be a two-week game if I really push through it, but I don't know. Now it seems more likely I'll pick it up after I finish Zelda and also potentially after some bug fixes have been put in. That being said, it is good in the long run. If, if it, that is getting delayed, I'm sure the team needs the extra time to make it a special game. Although, also, we don't necessarily know Zelda isn't being delayed either, so maybe maybe that'll get pushed back six weeks and I'll once again have enough time to play it. Other news that just dropped is EA is shutting down Apex Legends Mobile, which, like, that game didn't even get a year to be a thing. It has already been removed from stores and servers are shutting down May 1st. Now, I'm not an Apex fan, I've never played it. I only really bring it up because Epic Games is shutting down Rumbleverse 2. February 28th, the servers will go offline and they're refunding any purchases that have been made in the past few months that the game has been released. And it's just a couple bombshells. I feel, was it last week or the week before where I talked about I'm sick of live service games? And this just feels like yet another example of how live service games just don't have room to breathe anymore. This is two more that just got dropped. I can't think of any examples in the past, but people keep trying to do these. Oh, Avengers. Avengers just got uh, finally hit the uh, death nail. They're no longer supporting the Avengers on online service game. And there's just there's just too many of them at this point. There's not enough room to breathe. There's the attention economy is a term people use sometimes that feels gross to say, but it is what it is. People just don't have infinite time to play video games. I know this very well. I wish I could play so many more games than I do, which is why I don't play live service games at all, because those theoretically never end. And these other live service games that are coming up are realizing you need to be something really special or really big, like a Fortnite or a Call of Duty, to really get people to come back, or De a Destiny, to get people coming back to your game week to week, month to month. And games like Rumbleverse or Apex Online, they just couldn't get a big enough audience in the few short months that they were active, and they just couldn't do it anymore. Which is becomes even more absurd when I think about what Sony is doing. They've got like 12 live service games in development as we speak, and that's completely untenable. I would, I would bargain, I would almost bet that 
one year after each of these 12 live service games Sony's putting out comes out, all of them are down. Maybe one of them survives. Maybe people really wanted to stay in the Horizon Zero Dawn universe, and that one stays alive for a little bit longer, but there's just not enough time in the day, there's just not enough people to keep these games afloat. It's not, And it's not the silver bullet that people five years ago who started developing all these games, it was not the silver bullet. They started just a little bit too late. The trend was already, Fortnite was already big when these people tried to do it too, and they're, they're getting the short end of the stick. And it's a bummer for all the people who worked on these games that now you can't play anymore, but what, what can you do? You just can't get the players. And it's a bit of a bummer, but it is, it is what it is. There's just, this is not enough. That'll be it for news. I've got a few things I want to talk about in the what I've been doing section. I finally started watching that show, The Last of Us. Y'all hear about the show, The Last of Us? Apparently, it's HBO's biggest show ever. Every week, more and more people keep watching it. So far, I've only watched the first episode. I'll be watching the second to the night this episode gets posted. So tomorrow night for me. I enjoyed the first episode enough. I liked what they were doing. I think it's a pretty solid adaptation of the source material. I think they did a really good thing in the lead up. But then we got to the 20 years later segment and we're now post pandemic. And I was like, oh yeah, I still don't like this story all that much. And so I'm interested to see where they go. I've seen a lot of hubbub about episode three, which again, I haven't watched yet, but I, I know enough about the story to pretty much know it and seen enough people not having spoiler filters anymore. So I have a pretty good uh, grasp of what's going to happen in that episode. It, it's it's a well-made show. I always like watching Pedro Pascal. He's great. Can't wait for Mando season three. That's coming up really soon. And I've talked about it a little bit on here, but I've been playing Vampire Survivors on my phone for the past few weeks. And I I guess it's a good it's a good game. I'm in, I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it enough to feel the need to complete it, and I fully completed it. I got all the secrets, I got all the unlocks, I fully completed the catalog, and I fully got all the upgrades. And that being said, I have, I, I was relieved when I completed it, because that meant I didn't have to play it anymore. I just don't think the loop did it for me. They're like, especially later on in the late games, when you get really good weapons and you figure out the upgrades you like the most, and then you get all the upgrades 15 minutes into a 30 minute run, and your character you're playing as literally cannot die. And then it just kind of gets boring for me. And many, many times I thought, well, I'm going for an achievement. I got the achievement. All right, now, now let's just wait the 10 more minutes until the level's over. And I'm glad I don't have to do that anymore. I don't hate my time with it. It was a pretty fun time sink for a while, but I've, I've definitely moved on. I also finally got around to playing Firewatch after it being on my backlog for years. And again, I don't know. I'd sad what happened to Campo Santo. I, or maybe not sad for them, but they, uh, if, if you're unaware, Firewatch is a walking simulator game where you're a Firewatch person, specifically a Firewatch man who's uh, went to, I forget which state it's in, but a, a big forest to watch for fires, and it's basically a walk-around hiking game, it turns into a mystery, developed by the studio Campo Santo, who got purchased, who announced their second game, second game looked really neat, they got purchased by Valve, 
I think they worked on the VR uh, Half-Life game, Half-Life Alex, and their other game was canceled, and now they're just a part of Valve again. So that, that, that second game's never coming out. I would have liked to see what they have gotten to. That being said, Firewatch wasn't fantastic. It was really good. It was a really good one of those, but I feel like I've I've just played it a little bit too late. I've now played too many games somewhat similar to Firewatch that have done it better, or games that kind of draw inspiration from this sort of game but put bigger twists on it, that what Firewatch did was just not monumental to me. Which is why it's a bummer that their second game has been cancelled, because I bet they could have made some good innovations if, if they had more time to just focus on making a new game, and we'll never get that. And, Fire, and Fire, again, Firewatch isn't a bad game, it just, it just didn't do it for me. And the last thing that I alluded to earlier, I bought a new PC! Well, the parts to build a new PC. Oh god, I'm gonna have to learn how to build a PC. So, I, I spent, I think, like $1,700. I, I made a list of PC parts, showed it to a co-worker who builds PCs. He gave me the okay, so I thought, okay and I bought all of them, and they've been slowly trickling in. I've now got all but one piece, my power supply, which was going to get here tomorrow, the day this releases, so today, if you're listening to when this releases, it got delayed to the 10th, so now I just have most of the pieces to my a computer just sitting in my room, waiting for someone to break into my house and steal. Don't do that, please. No one knows where I live. Waiting, waiting to get stolen, and I just have to wait for the power supply to get here, and that's that's frustrating. And it got to, it, it, the worst part. It was it was originally for like the tenth, and then it got pushed up to tomorrow, and now it's the tenth again. It got my hopes up, and then it ripped it away. Hope, hopefully, I'll be able to build one soon. I I what I I'm pretty am pretty sure though is when I finally figure out how to build a PC. I'm really scared about that. I've never built a PC before. It is a daunting task. Even just picking the, out the pieces, going to PC Part Picker felt just felt so overwhelming. And I did it. I went through and did it. But now I have to figure out how these these really complex and expensive Legos stick to each other, and it is petrifying. But I, I gotta do it so I can have a PC so my render times aren't so slow anymore. And so I can play newer video games. I, I did buy the best graphics card. I bought a 3060. But I think that should be good enough to try some ray tracing like on Minecraft or Mabel Portal RTX. And also, I think I'm I, what I really want to do is play that new Hi-Fi Rush on the new PC. Because it looks beautiful and I would love to be able to see what it can do on this new machine. And, and I guess I'm excited for the PC. I just have to figure out how to build one, and that's terrifying. Anyway, that'll be it for this week's podcast. A lot of news, a lot of stuff I've been doing, and I hope you enjoyed listening to it. And if you did, maybe you can go and leave a rating somewhere. I hear Apple ratings are good for the algorithm, I guess. Or hey, just a thumbs up on the YouTube version, maybe leave a comment, or tweet at me, or go to my co-host and yell at me there or my tumblr yell at me there anyway i hope you enjoyed and i will see you next time